0: The Service Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit CGPConstruction.com. Welcome to Service Evolution, America's premier destination for service industry leaders. We deliver the advice and insight you need to get ahead in your career, learn new skills and succeed in the competitive world of service. Our podcast features experts from across the country who provide their valuable insight on topics such as branding, strategy building, and customer service. Whether you're just starting out or looking for ways to take your company to the next level, join us and discover how to make a positive impact today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at Service Evolution. I'm here with my my mentor, my coach, my friend, Jim Robinson. Like what's up, man?
1: And the crowd goes nuts. Ah, double yeah. hand waves, awesome, man! It, it's a great morning. Let's do some show. Let's let's drop some bombs on people. Some value bombs. Yes. We're going to be doing that today. We're going to be talking about a topic I think
0: is important for a lot of service companies. Um, we all want to push and grow and and make our companies, you know, really just continue to uh, drive on the edge. You know, to, to grow. Um, but there's a danger with that inherently that you can overpromise and underdeliver, deliver. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. I want to hear from you on the subject and kind of dive into it and get some, get some advice. Cause this is a big go. deal. This is something that happens to people out there.
1: Let's kill it. Let's knock it out of the park. Yes, sir.
0: So first thing I want to ask is kind of dive into this is how can business leaders really determine do they need to stop pursuing additional responsibilities uh, or expansion for their business or do they need to drive do they need to do they need to
1: like c- constantly keep adding where is that balance how do you do it if you're you said additional responsibilities i assume that means opportunities additional growth 100 percent. I, I can tell you unequivocally businesses will be gone in about 12 months probably shorter if they do stop pursuing so they have to keep pursuing there's a lot of other things that have to happen with that, but the, you can never stop mm. pursuing, right? So when I started a business, it was me. I'm not a marketeer. I'm just a salesperson, right? And I didn't even own that until 20 years ago. It's literally, you have to close deals continually. And then you figure out how to manage through them. It's not, you don't have the bandwidth to just manage a bunch of crap and then figure out how to go get it. That's not how business works. That's not a business model. Yeah, we have to continually grow, or you will be gone very quickly. So much so that I grew it as far as I could, and then I had to get salespeople involved. I had to get teams involved. I had to get other people because you have to continually grow. And it's the old proverbial tree: they either die or they grow. And you water them, feed them, nurture them, support them, shore them up, do what you got to do. But you you don't get to stop growing. You have to continually pursue that.
0: I I totally agree. I think if we you know me, man. I'm always like, let's just go, let's because I'm a sales guy too, right? And I'm like, I want to keep adding and adding and adding, and adding. Uh, and you know, throughout my career, though, I've definitely seen, I've definitely seen where that keep that adding and adding becomes a challenge because the company doesn't adjust, they don't grow internally in either their leadership or their or or their uh, their teams leadership or whatnot. Do you believe that there's a threshold, maybe, that a company should actually take on work, or or do they continuously push to to can exceed?
1: Those are great questions, and the action is is that you have to continually grow. Yeah, and for us, our model was as we started defining more of what we truly align with from a task standpoint. So we're in the service business; we service certain things, we build certain things, and do certain things. And the more we get refined and aligned, you're really unlimited in what you can go and and catch. Mm. That becomes in and of itself a big challenge, right? You have to continually, especially in the sales department, you continually have to revisit what are the fundamentals, what's truly aligning with us really well, and then pursue that, right? They say know it and grow it, right? That's the phrase, know it and grow it. And when you get defined, if you truly know it, You can grow it, and it's absolutely unlimited potential. Your companies will grow. Your people in the company will grow. So really get defined on what that looks like. Don't just take everything that comes your way. If you do, you will be in trouble because you won't recover fast enough. Okay,
0: that is actually a great question because I know for a lot of companies, a lot of uh, smaller companies, They kind of feel like I have to take this, like this client's coming in, you know, if I don't take it, I'm never going to, I'm never going to grow. And And that's just kind of the opposite, right? You have to be, well, in in a
1: small business, like when the entrepreneur is still doing financials, still doing estimating, still doing blah, 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 you, you fill in the blanks. Yeah. Then yes, they have to take everything so they can actually grow to the next level because they have to have revenue. They have to have enough generation of revenue to hire the person that's going to fill in the most needed spot. The thing the entrepreneur doesn't do really well, they have to hire that spot, but they have to have revenue to do that. So the entrepreneur in a very small company, one or two people, three people, they got to do all of those things and they have to keep taking work so they can generate the revenue. At some point it shifts to where you say, okay, here's what I'm clearly defined in. But today they have to take everything they can to generate the revenue, to hire the people. That's how we really truly serve other people is we got to be able to employ them. That's really interesting. I read a book one
0: time, I think it was called the red rope policy and a good book. um, And it really kind of centered around the idea that not all clients are perfect clients for you. Like you, you have to have a red rope policy. Like you get in, you don't, (laughs) you know, I think a lot of businesses struggle on what that policy is like, who's their, who is the right client for them? what would you recommend to leaders that are in that position to try to find the right client? Like, what's that look like?
1: We, you know, we've been at this for a long time. We're pretty, we're pretty defined. If I'm the one that's involved, it is totally clear to me what I have expectations of our company. If other people are involved, there's a different perspective on what that perfect fit is. If it's just the sales department, it could be anybody, Right. It could be anybody in will process. And we recently took on a client and parted ways last week. This was a nightmare of a client. And I was fair warned. And I say fair. I was warned by several other GCs about this very specific client. And I just said, you know, these guys don't really know what we can manage. We're going to take it on anyway. And I personally met with this client and it, they were Right. They were absolutely right. It was not a good fit for our company. This a very big player, by the way, um, to the potential of significant revenue. But the revenue truly doesn't matter at the cost of the damages that was caused. Yeah. And it, it really was a misalignment. It, we could have done a better job. I did not scrutinize the contents coming in. I did in a, in, a, in a very positive light. I just said, nah, you guys can't all be right. They lost five contractors last year. And as it turns out, they were telling us they fired them. That's not accurate. And they are losing another one simultaneously with us. And they were just in a bad alignment. Not a bad client. They just are a problem in how they get things done. And it didn't align with our model, what we know to go and do. So, yes, you can take on clients. Depends on what, you know, what we were seeing the three, four, ten million dollars. We weren't actually seeing the alignment that we could actually serve. And ultimately, this is a company we weren't able to serve and we wouldn't be able to serve in the, in the future. They're just not bandwidth. It's on their micromanagement ability because they hold you accountable for all of their craft because they literally don't give you all of the renovation. They give you pieces of it, and then they tell you you have to use their subs Simultaneously with our crews, and then they want you to manage their teams. So it's really a, it's kind of a mess actually. And so I had the opportunity to go to a couple of store walks with them, and uh, it it really was a mess and not well aligned. So to the point here: yes, you got to scrutinize what you're trying to bring on, and early on, I know small businesses just have to go for it if an entrepreneur was involved in this all the way through and they only had two or three people. They probably could win at this. This company can't work with somebody at our level because we have, um, one, they don't, they just don't, they're not a great client. They're just really not a good fit. And that would be the, that would be the basis of that. But early on, if I were the only one out there running it, I I could have suffered through it. It's a 24 hours. I would have slept every other night that's not something you can get your teams to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Isn't that crazy, man?
0: Like a company like ours has been around so long and we really know, I mean, for a good part, like you said, we know like what's a good fit. Sometimes perception, you know, just doesn't turn out what reality is. And it's, it's interesting because I think that, that it's kind of a reassurance. I mean, listen, I think Dave Ramsey says it like this, right? Business is easy until you add people, right? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and, and so when you add people in and, and, and either side, adding customers, adding us, adding teams, things become challenging. And I think for new companies out there, they just have to understand that, man, you know, you, there's no growth without taking risk. And uh, yes, you do have to be picky about clients that are coming in um, and, and balance out, you know, not taking on too much and over overextending. But dang, dude, you still got to go for it. You still do. And and today, even companies like ours, you still have to go for it and it's you know, live and learn. Live yeah. and learn, man.
1: It's you challenging. Got you gotta grow and you gotta define got to grow. what growth looks like. And it gets down to fundamentals. It gets down to those basic things that you've got to align. And when you lose them, you gotta go back and realign. It's like Jim Wooden. Put the socks on first. Take your shoes off, boys. I'm gonna show you how to put your socks on today because the basic fundamentals is how basketball is won in his case. But it's also how businesses win. Take your shoes off, learn how to put your sock on so you can survive when the troubles rise, right? You can be comfortable to keep walking the long distance. And you got to get the socks on right to be able to do that. Yeah. Really, really important that you get back to fundamentals. You got to go back to the basics. Uh, that's funny. I was thinking uh, over the weekend, I said, you know, because I had the opportunity, pleasure meeting Peyton Manning. And when he talks, it was, uh, this isn't recent. This was a year or so ago. But when he talks about being coachable as the quarterback, the quarterback itself, just like my story of John Wooden and his basketball players, you know, put the socks on. Peyton Manning always was very descriptive in how you, even the quarterback, right? He, he's the leader of the team. He literally is the leader of the team. Equal to a coach, and then you got the owners and you got, you know, whoever is above that, is he had to remain coachable. And he went to practice every single day to practice the basics, the fundamentals of business and we know who he is because of what he accomplished and so he gave us some inside scoops of you know when he would when he'd holler omaha everybody knew how to shift and what that meant you know when he was in the huddle and the, he could see that the other team was reading his play and he'd yell omaha that means shift and you go to this other play that was predetermined at the front of the game so always planning always planning but he always had the basics And he always remained in the basic details. And as he did, he's Peyton Manning, right? We all know him because of his success story. It wasn't because he was big picture visionary. He even talked about his dad. He says his dad told him every single play is a brand new game. Every single play. That means you have the brand new opportunity to get all these basic details right. And it's going to deliver the desirable. We know him because he followed that basic understanding. But he's not the only one. There's popcorn trails everywhere, and all you got to do is follow him. He's just one really cool example that I got the opportunity to meet. So get the basics right in business. If you're going to pursue all this work, you got to get your basics right. Now it's got to sacrifice some sleep once in a while. You got to go to work. You got to be, and you've heard me tell this story lately, you got to be the 300-block layer, not the 100-block layer. Yeah. If you, if you put a quantitative number to things, you got to lay 300 block a day and figure out how to lay 350. Today, we're laying 100 block a day and we can't figure out how to do 150. Dang, dude. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here. Thank your sponsors
0: and we'll be right back and we'll talk about Omaha. (laughs) Omaha. All right, right, we'll be right back, guys. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Inc are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes pipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember, call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready, and because they're a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today, 858-454-7326, or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sean Black, with Jim Robinson, the man, the myth, the legend. What's up, man? How you doing?
1: That's it, man. Monday morning, let's freaking go. I hate weekends. Boring, sat down time. <laughs> Get creative on the weekends, but not many people work on the weekends, so it's difficult to accomplish so too many things. That's it. Well, I'll tell you what we are, we uh, we're talking about. Really, this
0: um, it's it's uh, it's really it's tightrope, right? It's overpromising, delivering, and so far we've really talked about you know overpromising and and that, finding that balance, finding the right client, setting, uh, you know, systems and processes in place, but still not, you know, you still have to take risks. You still have to grow, you still have to push. You can't pull back from your marketing, you can't pull back from your sales, you gotta push. There's a danger to that. There is a danger of under-delivering though, <clears> right? And so I wanna talk about that. Right before the break, we're talking about Omaha. We're talking about Peyton Manning and his shift or his, his safe word,
1: <laughs> to shift. That means change the plan. Change the plan. For him, right? it means change the plan. Here is what we di- discussed. That plan is going to get stifled by that other team. We got to shift real quick. Omaha. Boom, everyone knows what that means. That's
0: it. So many businesses have faced situations where they are under-delivering, despite their best efforts, their training. It just, it happens, you know? What recommendations can you offer leaders to effectively manage Scenarios like this where they had to call Omaha.
1: Yeah. Wow. This is a powerful subject today because a lot of this is coming to uh, kind of to a head since really 2019, 2020. The pandemic showed up and then, you know, people got more lax. They do the homework and that's more lax. There's all kinds of different m- things moving in society today. And being able to shift into that new level, right? And internally, because I was able to hear a great story from a block layer, literally a mason. And he says, you know, when I started business 35 years ago for him, he was laying 300 block a day. Today, the people work the same eight hour shift and they're only able to install 100 block a day. This is a large national player. He works in five to eight states all the time. So he's doing multi-million dollar projects. He's doing large big box uh, warehouses, giant, giant projects. And he's saying today's masons are only laying 100 block a day. So what is the difference? What is that difference? And the under-delivering concept is he has to estimate his projects based on the ability to lay 100 block a day versus per mason versus his ability to lay 300 35 years ago. Yeah. That's radically different. That's radically different. So when you look at that, it's across the board. It's how you get your taco, your burger, your pizza, restaurants. It's how you get into your hotel room uh, before three o'clock. It's it's all of those, those quantitative things that you can manage, but it's just radically different. If you can do 100 block a day, that's the promise. You've got to tell people you're going to do 100 block a day. They have to be crystal clear on what those deliverables are. If you are like my Mason friend and believe that you're still going to deliver 35, you know, 300 block a day, you're going to underbid everything. You're going to cut yourself short. You're going to be out of business very quickly. You got to know what your deliverables are. So if you can lay a hundred block a day, that's what you tell them. You got to, you got to be very clear in what the expectations are. We do it with Gantt charts. We show you what we're going to do for the day. We show you and then we recap that the next morning. We tell you here's what was done yesterday, keep you on target with our deliverables.
0: What a complete change. I mean, we've been in business for gosh, almost 40 years, yeah. Almost. 38 years. Long time. Yeah. So seeing that kind of shift, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, and it's interesting because as consumers, we've gotten so spoil our, our we want everything now, you know, and and things need to be faster, 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 faster. But then as a society, we're like, no, we need to take time and balance our lives and slow down and enjoy the enjoy the the roses, spill the roses, you know? And so it's kind of a dichotomy there where you're like, you want to uh enjoy your life and get everybody ever get everything fast. And you can't have it seems like you can't have both, but how do we do that, right? So I think it's like this constant balance for leaders and managers trying to figure that out.
1: Well, I mean, the reality is 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 true. Driven people find find happiness in being driven. Yeah, and if you're cutting yourself short in your career because you're you're pulling back the reins on what true capabilities are, there's some uh, there's something else going on there. It isn't you're not truly living in your space or where you should be. And so we experience this frequently across the board, much like my earlier comments, the buyers also have to figure out what the deliverables are, right? Your buyers, your customers, when you engage them, uh, and I'm speaking to these entrepreneurs, these, these small business owners that are listening today, you've got to determine if they're accurate in what they are capable of delivering. My scenario of that client that we recently parted ways with they had no concept. They were way over-promised. And they still, even in our last walk, they still think that they actually are getting all of the deliverables that they control. And we didn't have any of them. They literally didn't issue them to that week. And so they were really over-promising and under delivering. So as entrepreneurs, business owners, we need to make sure that we're paying attention to that. And I was naive to this. I literally, I know about it. But I literally walked through with high ambition and high, uh, high expectations that we were just going to deliver. No, And that, that just wasn't a reality. So work until you accomplish what you need to accomplish. Prioritize based on what you need to accomplish, not on your eight or six hour workday. Put your list together. Have your default calendar. Put your 10 items on it or your 12. Delegate some of it out, things that you can manage, or the only person that can manage 80% accuracy. You got to go after it. And if it's a 12 hour day, you better put in your 12 because tomorrow it'll go back to six or eight. So there's deliverables that you have to get to. If you timestamp things, you'll be able to make better on your deliverables. You got to date stamp everything, but you got to promise what you can deliver and then you have to deliver that. So if you're a 300 block a day, install that's what you got to do and you can't quit till you do it yeah with all the people that you coach and that you
0: work with if you're if you're working with them what are some of the signals or the red flags to look for to keep yourself out of this under delivering uh, uh category i mean you, obviously
1: everyone wants to over deliver but how do you get there if you ever listen to bob proctor <clears throat> he was a great example of this your capacity is what you can envision, right? And if you can have a vision of it, it means it's achievable. It's literally people are not applying themselves to get to those capacities. If you think you can manage $50 million, you can just by the fact that you thought that. And you, the individual, has to have the responsibility of pursuing it to get that handled, because if you have a vision of that, it means it's a reality. you got to go get it. So capacity is somewhat of an overrated word. Sometimes we say that, you know, what is the bandwidth? So what is the capacity? And I can show you unequivocally 100 block per day layers versus 300. I can also tell you that they all talk like they're 300 a day, block a day layers. <laughs> they, they all do. And the reality is, is they're not truly living to that capacity. If they did, we would have just this mind blow. <sighs> mind would the freaking head would blow off the shoulders, because that strength is incredibly powerful. So when people see they can get somewhere, if they yap their pie hole and only tell you about it, they're not going to ever go get it. That's the sad truth. Yeah. So you really got to see who's actually doing the deliverables and not telling you what they're going to go get, but actually deliver it and say, see, bye, I got another one that I got to go get. My fishing pole's in the water. I'm about to pull the big one out, but go pull the big one out and then just show us. You've heard me give the story, show and tell. Kindergarten 101, bring it in, show us what you got on vacation, and then tell us about it. Don't tell us about it, and then hopefully we get to see it. Show and tell. So. Capacity-wise, people don't live to the capacity, but if they speak of a capacity, that's where they can go. For me, team members that speak of a high-level capacity, I go all in on them. I literally, they are in pain most of the time because they're refusing to grow to their capacity. And I'll put that in quotes for it. It's literally, they, if they speak of $50 million a year, it's because they have the ability They don't have the ability to endure the daily pain it takes to get the 50. They're suffering through the daily pain versus going at the 50 that isn't truly in their wheelhouse. Those are the people I lean the hardest on because I know what their capacity is because I heard it. And that means they had a vision for it. I'll go, I'll go all in. Yeah. There's going to be, I think on every,
0: every leader, every leader's team, I mean, there's you have a wide variety of different people in different positions and they all have different levels of capacity or what their perceived levels of capacity is. How do you get them all on the same page together so we're all moving the same direction?
1: Well, by vision, by purpose, by mission, you know, we have a defined mission, what we're supposed to be doing every day, right? Everybody comes in. If you do these things, it's your top five to thrive. Top five to thrive is very defined. If everyone aligns with those things we'll see those capacities actually shift. It's, again, it's, it's to the basics, it's those fundamentals, it's the Omaha, it's, it's those little incremental things that people have to master or you have to go back to master them. We all outgrow and outpace the fundamentals. We all do this. <clears throat> if we outpace our fundamentals, the painful pain in the ass part of this is we gotta go back and master the fundamentals again. Yeah. We've gotta have the detail and if we get that, boom, that capacity is farthest from your imagination. Because if you can imagine 50 million, it means you really have the ability to go to 75. We talk regularly about minimums. Survivalists, right? Survivalists are self-serving, not serving the masses. Survivalists do everything to self So They come up with great blame, excuse, they come up with a whole lot of scenarios, but they don't go after what their true capacity is because they can't handle the little bit of pain for the day to get the accomplishment for tomorrow, very big deal.
0: Nice. Well, we're going to wrap up here a little bit. Here we got a few more minutes. I want to ask you, you know, if you could give one piece of advice when it comes to overpromising and underdelivering to leaders and to you know up and coming leaders. What would you tell them? How do you how do you avoid the situation? And, and uh, what do you do if you're in it?
1: Uh, Well, first off, you got to back up and kind of align. What is your true client? What is, what's your purpose? Why are you here? Why do you walk this earth? We know statistically most people don't ever discover their purpose. They live, survive, literally survive, that's self-serve. And then they, then they exit, right? Then we get put six foot under. Really important that we define why we're here. Why are we here? And then when you know that it's to serve other people, of course plus whatever your purpose is. So serving other people plus your purpose. Uh, What is that? And once that's defined, align your business models, align your uh, respective uh, departments in your companies, align with what that purpose is, and you'll, you'll win. If you take everything you can possibly get, we've all went through this. If you take everything, you will have the endless struggles and you will be reactive instead of proactive reactive is a survival mechanism proactive is a growth mechanism it's planning today fundamental small steps to deliver tomorrow
0: outstanding all right man well we're gonna wrap up that's great advice some value bombs today i love this topic i think it's a great growth topic for every company out there that is in business it's gonna happen things happen you pick the wrong client you 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 grow too fast your expectations are, uh, you know, or different than what reality is. You have to shift. You have to Omaha. It's a change of plan. It's a refocus. You have to go back to basics, and and you know, endure the pain to grow through them so that you can win. I love it. Great, awesome. great show. All right, guys. For everyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to hit subscribe. Give us a like. Leave us a leave
1: us a comment. We love reading those. They give those straight to Jim. <laughs> let's go. Send comments. Send questions. Let's get engaged with the. Let's get engaged with the listenership. Yeah, outstanding.
0: And then if you're uh, if you were watching on our YouTube channel, hit the little bell for notifications. Uh, give us a like. You know, subscribe. Subscribe. That helps us to bring better content bring better guests it helps us get analytics and understand what's going on on the show and provide you guys more value so thank you for doing that jim robinson thank you so much for everything you do great information today and everyone else we will see you on the next show
1: thank you thank you